0: We have a
1: liftoff.
0: Thirty-two minutes past the
1: hour. Tower cleared. Got a roll program. And as Apollo Eleven does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. On today's episode, I want to uh, present some more testimony that I have from people who have flown the UFO. Uh, I've stated many times I have at least 50 people that I've contacted and researched claim the bizarre story that they've flown a UFO i have always maintained that if you're going to make up a story that's not something you really want to make up because it doesn't really make much sense and I would also point out that the Vests that all the people, without exception all basically describe the same story the craft is alive you become one with the craft whatever you think is what the craft does that this phenomenon may be a lot more consciousness-based than what we think it is. So today I present two more testimonies of people. I'm starting to make these testimonies public. Uh, the first one is Ron Johnson, who is an experiencer out of Utah. I've got a number of on my YouTube channel, I've got a number of interviews that uh, I did with him. Uh, he has journaled 50 years of encounter with five different types of beings, uh, has been to the spirit world with them, uh, and tells a story about flying the craft. The second testimony you're going to hear is an interview I just did with Kevin Briggs, um, who's a long-time experiencer as well, a lifetime experiencer, uh, who will be in Kathy Martin's upcoming book, and who is going to be in a documentary that's being put out shortly. You're going to get to know a lot more who this guy is. I did a long interview that I will put out um, probably tomorrow, but I've pulled the one segment out of his interview that talks about flying the craft. I've linked it together with Ron Johnson. If uh, if you look at the show notes of this podcast, you'll see I link all sorts of other uh, testimonies that I have done on podcasts that uh, show people who claim that they have flown the craft. And you can listen to all those testimonies and you can hear people saying over and over again exactly the same thing. I think this is very significant. This has to do with consciousness. This has to do with the fact that this may be a lot less physical and a lot more conscious than people think. Enjoy. Was there was there one particular being that you actually sort of interacted with or was sort of like the person the sort of like a teacher or a person who gave you messages or anything like that?
0: Yes, after 2000 I started having interactions with a different type of being. All in all, I've encountered five different type of entities. Okay. So after 2000, uh, there was the one, and I had like five or six encounters with him, and then he finally told me what his name was. LB. What's his name? Elby. L- E-L-B-I.
2: L-B- okay.
1: And and did he did he give you messages or would you have a, do you think you have a mission or or did he tell you what was actually going on?
0: Yes, yeah, they uh, they told me that uh, when I was uh, just before I was born, I was uh, picked to uh, transport people to fly a ship to transport people to uh, another dimensional earth. There was me and he said thousands of others like me Wow and uh, that was gonna be my mission was kind of a be a cosmic bus driver <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the only way I can describe it
1: <laughs> Wow so let's get into that the thing with the uh, with with doing that you would see the people you would can you describe did they teach you how to fly the craft or did you seem to suddenly know how to do it or can you describe how that works or you actually move the craft around?
0: Yeah, the, the craft, it operated uh, by using telepathy. And uh, back in, uh, oh, it was uh, oh, July 27, 2009. Okay. I, I had an encounter I in Price, Utah, where I lived. Okay. And uh, the way they would come and visit me was when, as soon as I'd get in bed, I would imme- almost immediately see this uh, dull beam of light would come through the uh, ceiling and go down okay. to the floor. And whenever I'd see that, uh, I knew I was going to have a, an encounter of some sort. Okay. And so I, uh, uh, it was like everything turned a fuzzy white and I'd pass out. And I would come to, and I'd be face to face with this entity. Uh, he was about five and a half foot tall, dark, kind of a darkish brown, had a lumpy head, had like three ridges on the top of his head. Okay. He a very small, petite chin, nose, mouth, and had a uh, real long arms with long fingers, three fingers and a thumb okay but anyways i would uh be face to face with this entity and he would uh it's like he was downloading uh his face we were almost touching
1: noses okay
0: like he was downloading information into me
1: could could you was there images coming or can you describe because i'm kind of interested in that how did how did the impression of the material come? Was it came through images or did you just say no, it,
0: it was like a uh telepath the only way I can describe it is a telepathic download. Okay. It was like uh uh like water running into my brain or information. Yeah. I have and no it? idea what it is, but he's always told me that uh when the time comes I'll remember everything.
1: Wow. And it was pretty fast? Did it seem like there, there was a lot of material coming very fast?
0: There was a lot. Okay. But before I flew the ship, he would come and get me. And it, it would always, he'd always meet me the same way. The, the dull beam of light. Okay. And I'd be face to face with him, And while this is happening, there's always a, uh, uh, I can feel G force like I'm moving real, real, real fast, accelerating. Yeah. And then I would, all of a sudden, I would be in a uh, little square room, sitting on a armless chair. Okay. And he's forcing me to watch symbols that are appearing on the wall. Wow. This the symbols First, As well. Yeah.
1: Have you written them down?
0: Uh, some of them I have.
1: Wow. I'll have to put you together with other people that have seen symbols yeah I've, I've got a few then you can maybe compare to see uh i've actually run into quite a few in the last couple of months
0: yeah really
1: yeah <laughs> it, so so they're are they teaching you um, the symbols mean something or what, what's your impression of why they're showing you the yeah. symbols
0: i'm assuming it's uh i'm assuming it's uh an alphabet, their language. Okay. Um, maybe their history. I don't know. Okay. Uh, They've done the same thing with me. They were showing. They would show me uh, technology. They would show me. Uh, it's like one time they were showing me how to uh, convert a uh, gasoline engine to run on free energy. Wow. The only trouble is I can't remember it. I, you know, at the time, it seemed so easy, so, so, and then they showed me a device that allowed them to, uh, dimension hop or transcend the different dimensions. They said they have to do that, you know, traveling the vast distance, distances that they do. Wow! When I flew the ship, uh, it had this machine on it that they showed me here like six months prior in another visitation. Wow. But, uh, but back to that encounter where they let me fly the ship, I, I was face to face with Elby. Yeah. And our noses were almost touching each other. And it was like uh, he was downloading information into me. And there was a real strong feeling of uh, G-force, like I was moving real, accelerating real fast. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it ended and I found myself in this cubicle that was up on the ceiling of this big, huge, what looked like a big room. Okay. And there was probably 20 other cubicles up there. And there was a human person in each one of them. Wow. And I'm in there and I'm looking down below and I can see these entities walking around down there. And then pretty soon the one I'm in slowly goes down to the floor and it opens up and I step out and I ask them, you know, where am I, you know? (laughs) this and he told me that i i was on their ship and he told me that it was time for you to find out why you're going through all this and that's when he told me that uh i was programmed from birth to fly this ship and he stated this ship wow and uh He says, you and thousands of others like you will be transporting people to another dimensional Earth. I don't know uh, if it's... I'm assuming it's another Earth in a different, uh, maybe a parallel uh, dimension. I'm not sure, but I'm assuming
1: that's what it is. Wow. And so before birth, you think that they they knew... um, before you were born what was going to happen like they were with you before you were born
0: i i feel like they were yeah you know it's weird because i feel like they're my family not my family that i have here on earth
1: i've heard that
0: yeah i've heard I feel that more at home with them now and like i said these beings uh they're all all the encounters i've had with them were very 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 positive the first ones were
1: Do you get any sense of emotion from them?
0: Nothing. No emotion. Nothing. Wow. I had a, uh, I was in a pretty bad industrial accident right about the time I started having these encounters. And I had to have back surgery. Okay. And in this accident I had, my left leg was totally paralyzed and i had okay. to lay that way for like about not quite a week before i could have my surgery yeah and right after that uh these started having these encounters and uh, in one encounter i was asking them if they could help me you know wow. cuz i couldn't dress myself i had to have help i couldn't even put my Okay on. okay and and it was the most wonderful thing. They had he had me on this table and I don't know what he was doing to my back. It felt like he was inside my spine. Okay. I'm telling you, it hurt. It hurt so bad I was
1: screaming
0: in agony. Yeah. And I was God, I was praying for stop, stop. I was begging him to stop. I couldn't handle yeah. And all of a sudden, then when he finished, uh, and when I woke up after that encounter, the the weird thing about it was I got I could get up right out of bed without any help. I could put my shoes. On, <laughs> I could dress myself. I mean, it was almost like a. It, well, I consider it a a miracle. Wow. Even yeah. though he hurt me real, real, real bad, and he didn't seem to to care. It was just part of what he was doing wow there's no emotion there at all it was like tough you know you're just going to have to bear it until i'm down
1: yeah there's a number of people who have to put you in touch with the people who have been healed as well there's a number of people who have reported similar to yours a healing where they actually helped out so yeah very interesting
0: uh, but I apologize for keep going off on these different tangents. No,
1: I, yes, uh, have you ever just thought about writing a book or publishing your your um, stuff?
0: I am uh, Todd Wilcox, the one that you did an interview yeah, with. Okay, a while back. he wants to go in with me, and we he wants to write a book on
1: my. Oh yeah. It's a fascinating story. Fascinating. It's had a lot of in-depth knowledge or uh, recollection of what's going on. It's like they've, uh, and do you think that is true, that they've given you um, the ability to remember what's happened?
0: Uh, somewhere down the line, I, I'm sure I will remember it, but I, I cannot remember it right now. Yeah. These experiences that I've been having recently, uh, I can consciously remember every one of them,
1: wow, and what are they doing now? do you think what what's the the nature of the last say say ten events that you've had? Is it changed from early on uh
0: pretty much the same they They basically told me that uh the physical contact is going to pretty much stop, but uh I will be coming to you in a dream, and I will talk to you as a wolf in your dreams. As a wolf? As a wolf. Wow. <laughs> and I have. I've had many, many dreams where he came to me as a wolf, and we'd have
1: conversations. Wow. Are you able to interact? I mean, are you able to ask questions like, think about something? and I am, and it, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow. Fast.
0: Back to the uh, flying the craft. Okay. Uh, uh, After he told me that uh, what my uh, purpose was on Earth, that to fly these, to fly this ship to transport the people, he he took me over to this big chair, and he had me sit in it. Yeah. I'm looking around. This this ship was beautiful inside. Can you all describe open. it? Oh, Can yeah. you describe the inside? Yeah. It was a, uh, the room itself that I was in where this, uh, where the control panel was, where you operated the ship from. Okay. Probably, I'm going to guess, 20, 25 feet high. And the wow. front came to not a sharp point, but kind of a rounded point. Okay. And, uh, it looked like it was made from a, uh, real shiny, either a black plastic or possibly a, uh, black ceramic material. Okay. Very, very shiny, very smooth. And I remember I was looking around everywhere. No seams, nothing. It looked like the whole entire ship was injected mold. Wow. Injection molding.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but anyways, I sat down in the, he had me sit down in the, the, the chair and there was a, uh, I don't know, a control panel. It must have been about oh, three foot long.
1: Okay. A kind of
0: foot high. And it was almost, looked virtual. It was kind of in the air, hanging in front of me. Wow. And uh, these symbols would start to appear on this panel. Okay, but before I did anything, there was in the armrest there was holes on both armrests. Okay, and long and deep impression, and he told me I need to put my fingers in those holes and put okay. my arms in the impression depression on the uh, arms, and so I did. And what was weird is, you know, looking at that table or excuse me, looking at the Seat I had to sit in, it didn't look very comfortable, but yeah, man, it, it was. It, it was like it fit me perfectly. It wow, fit my fingers, it fit my arms perfectly. Wow, and uh, as soon as I put my arms and my fingers in those depressions, the whole front of the ship just opened up, and I could look outside, I could see outside into space. Wow. See the Earth off was a little ball off in the distance. Wow, and we were just sitting there, and I was watching it. It, it was awesome. It was beautiful wow. and uh, and I ask him, I says, "What am I supposed to do?" And he says, "It's all inside you. All you have to do is think, and the ship will respond. Wow. What do you want to do? He asked me. And I says, I'd like to go out into deep space and see the Milky Way galaxy from a distance. Okay. And he says, okay. He says, before we go, he says, I want to warn you, you're going to feel G force right at the very first until we start to transcend the uh, dimensions. Okay. And he says up until that time, It's going to be very uncomfortable for you, and so, okay, and so I thought, you know, let's go out in deep space. I want to see the Milky Way. All of a sudden, man, it was like a a roller coaster ride from hell. I couldn't stand it. It just, it, it was too much. It was unbearable, and it only lasted maybe a second or so, and then it was gone. And then he told me we were going to start transcending or dimension hopping and he says you won't feel any g-force then and it went away and we started ding 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 ding, going through the dimensions and like i said it only took maybe a second or so and all of a sudden we come to a stop and we're way out in space somewhere and i'm looking at the milky way galaxy and you can see it out there
1: oh my goodness awesome loved it wow It It was a felt honored to be able to do that kind of stuff. It
0: is. I I do almost feel like it was like a reward.
1: And so that is Ron Johnson's um, version of flying the ship. Uh, Keep in mind, I have at least 50 people that have done this, and I had never heard of such a thing before 2013, with Pam Dupuy in Phoenix, Arizona, was the first to tell me that she had flown the ship. Now I'm going to play a clip from Kevin Briggs, and I asked him about flying the ship, and here's his story. Uh, it's just one of many that I have that are basically telling the same sort of story about the, the ship being conscious, interacting with the ship, and that this is a lot more mental than people think it is. There is uh, you talked about the craft being conscious. Can you go a little bit into that? And have you ever been allowed to fly the craft?
2: I've got, I've got one better than that. The, I'd have to tell you the uh, leading up to it. The time when um, I explained the story when I was on the astral plane traveling and I went through the skin and it was conscious. Yeah. And uh, uh, that conversation. Uh yeah. said to me then, why don't you travel further, Kevin? And I said, well, it's okay for you. I said, you've got a conscious craft here. You've got art to travel with, a companion, and you can go anywhere you want to go. And so he said to me, Kevin, why don't you create your own craft? And I said, well, how would I do that? How would I build a craft, a conscious craft like this? He said, using thought and consciousness. Wow. I said, oh, okay, okay. So um, that evening, uh, was it, uh, yeah. I think it was that evening, I thought, I'll try this. I'll see if I can uh, create it using thought and consciousness. So I relax. I think about this craft, this ground craft, this conscious craft. And then uh, I leave my body. I'm in this craft. And I'm looking out through the window. And the, the, what I thought was stars were flying past the window. And I thought, wow, I don't know where I'm going. I've no idea. Uh, I could get lost. So I, I sit. <laughs> I ceased the experiment, but what I I did find out later, they weren't stars, they were galaxies going past. So the following day, I I organised it a little bit better. I thought, well, I need to know where I'm going. Uh, I need a slightly bigger craft. I need a bigger window if I want to see. So I'll create a larger craft, conscious, with a larger window, with a seat. I don't know why I need a seat because I'm traveling out of body. And... uh, but, and I'll have a look at some star charts during the day. I'll go to Andromeda, and I'll create a uh, mind interface navigation system. So where I think is where I go. Yeah. So I've designed it a little bit better now. I've got a larger seat for comfort, although I don't know why I need one, a bigger window, and I've got this uh, interface uh, mind-thought interface navigation system. So I set off. And I go to... I thought, I'll go and find them. I'll go find out where they are. So I went to Andromeda, and uh, uh, I flew all over the place. And I couldn't find anybody, but I did have a thought that I was flying around the planet in this conscious craft. Um, If I went down into the cloud base and below the cloud, would people see it as a UFO? I didn't get the answer to that, but I suspect so. It's just pure conscious energy traveling. And then, uh, anyway, I I came back, and... uh, I went back into my body, as it were. I stopped the experiment, the traveling about. And then all eight of the council of eight appeared in the bedroom looking down at me. And I said, oh, I've just been out looking for you. I've been all over the place in this craft. And they said, yes, we know. That's why we're here. (laughs) And, And I asked them to explain. They also showed me a large mothership in the bedroom. And I said, look, I don't understand. How can all eight of you be in my bedroom with a mothership at the same time? And they, they went on to explain about space, time, and dimension. But unfortunately, I didn't understand it. But in relation, you asked, Have I been allowed to fly a craft? They've taken me one step further in allowing me to create my own conscious craft. Um, so, but I think what's really happened, they've developed me to the same levels and abilities that Orton D have. Who are fifth dimensional beings. And, and if I can do it, just a, a regular uh, person, as it were, then we can all have these abilities. We just need to teach them to one another and practice them. And, uh, uh, and that's part of our evolution, I believe, in relation to raising that vibrational consciousness to join the galactic families. That's what we need to do. And that's where we're heading. It's our natural evolution. But we're being assisted. As grandparents... Uh, teach their children. It's no different. Our uncles and aunts teach their children. I think it's no different to that, really. Uh, but we have to be open-minded to it. Uh, uh, but there, are, I speak to many now, and uh, there are many, many working towards this on all different facets. So uh, I think I find it just, just fascinating, really, and exciting, as I say.
1: That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space and thank you so much for listening.